Amen. 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 Go ahead and take a seat. Good morning. Good morning, Pastor Nate. All right. Yeah. Good morning. Wow. You guys are ready. Can I, can I just get everybody to yell amen real quick? Okay. Yeah. Break it off. All right. All right. You can talk, you know, all right, during the service. It's not just a, a one-way thing. <clears throat> well, hey, yesterday was great. We had the pop-up shop. So thank you to all who served, donated, participated. We had over 400 people come through the building yesterday to receive items that they needed. Yes, you can clap for that. That's great. Praise the Lord. Uh, and they received, obviously, physical things, goods, materials that were helpful. But most importantly, the gospel was presented um, there were a lot of amazing conversations with people that were in really hard places and times. And it was so clear the Lord was just meeting them in that place. And so I'm just thankful to serve that way. Thankful for your participation, your donations, uh, your time, all of that, that kind of helped make that happen. Uh, we also had a, a group that was doing a local Easter egg hunt for their community and had people come out to hear the gospel. And so whether it's here at church or somewhere in the neighborhood around here, uh, the Lord is working through you guys. And I'm excited to, to be a part of that. And remember, this weekend is absolutely packed. We have planned your weekend for you. So Good Friday service at 6 o'clock. Come join us here. And then Easter egg hunt Saturday. Okay, a massive egg hunt. Thousands upon thousands upon thousands of eggs. Okay, we've made this mistake before. We'll never make it again. We will not run out of eggs, okay? We will not, all right? So uh, we've got a lot of eggs, and we're going to be able to present the gospel and just have fun together as a community. We've invited, obviously, the entire city out. So come join us from 3 to 5 at Graham Road Elementary School. It's going to be a lot of fun. And obviously, we have our Easter services on Sunday, which I remind you one more time to park at Graham Road Elementary School. We will shuttle you over here so that we can make space for newcomers next Sunday. So join us that way. There are those little pink Easter invite cards. There should be some on your seat and some on the way out. Take one, two, take five, hand it to a neighbor, a friend, invite someone to all the activities this weekend, see what God might do in their life. All right. So today we're going to be in Ephesians chapter three. Go ahead and open your Bible there. All right, we're excited to hear from God this morning. The message is called Inside Out. Uh, and we've spent a lot of our time thinking about the outside of our lives, but very little time actually prioritizing the inside of our lives. We spend an awful lot of time trying to make the outside look good while the inside dies away. You know, today is Palm Sunday, which is when we celebrate Jesus entering into Jerusalem as a means by which he's going to go to the cross, which we celebrate on Friday, and then rise again from the dead on Sunday. This is an important day in the history of the Christian church as we think about what God is doing. And Jesus came not to fix you on the outside, but to heal you from the inside out. And because we spend so much of our life focused on the outside, we neglect the very thing that matters most. It's what's going on on the inside. Uh, a while ago, I was visiting a sporting goods store. It's actually called Sports Authority Rando. I don't know how many of you know that exists, all right? So it's called Sports Authority, and I went and I visited it, and I was going to go in and buy something, and then I realized when I walked in that it was a going out of business sale. And it looked fine on the outside, but when I walked in, the place was half empty, but the irony was it was very busy, all right? So scattered, everybody's around there grabbing stuff, all right? It's half empty, but it's very busy. Uh, all the while, even though it's busy and it's got a lot of activity, there's no life. And on the inside, it is dying away. 
And although it looked fine on the outside, and although it had a lot of busyness and activity, the reality was that though there was a very big space, it was half empty, and though there was a lot of activity, it was dying. And that's how most of our, a lot of our lives are, isn't it? That there's a lot of busyness, there's a lot of activity, it might even look fine on the outside, but on the inside, a big space is half empty, and really we know we're just dying away. That's our experience, our internal experience. I mean, you have experienced this, and we know the research is bearing this out more and more that the anxiety rates, the suicide rates, the mental health, all of this is climbing and climbing and climbing. Things, though they might get better on the outside, we are the wealthiest, most prosperous nation in the history of the world. Though things seem to be going well on the outside, internally we are all dying away. This is the experience that we have in life as humans, and this is exactly what Jesus came to resolve for us. Busyness will not mask the deadness that is going on on the inside. And what God wants to do today, and what the whole point really of Easter and what we celebrate about Jesus is, is to bring life to your inside. And though you may spend the majority of your life working outside in, Jesus wants you to begin to think inside out. Though the world works outside in, what's going on on the outside, how does it look on the outside? That's why when you have a shirt and it's the wrong way, you say, that's inside out. Meaning you're not, the inside's not supposed to show. We look from the outside in. And so this is the same way we think just in life in general. We're thinking, oh, what's going on on the outside? We work outside in. We make our judgments outside in. We think about life outside in. We spend an awful lot of time working on our appearance. We want to be beautiful and handsome. We spend an awful lot of time working on our success. We want to be successful. We want to have enough money. We spend an awful lot of time comparing ourselves to other people. Why? Because we are working outside in. And no matter how successful we may be outside in, our life is not a success if we're dying on the inside. And that's the reality many of you may be experiencing in the room today. Maybe some of you even or visiting, or new, or whatever it might be. You don't really know Jesus yet. This is, this is the explanation for the internal struggle, is that you were made to have this internal relationship with Jesus. And as you try to put things on the outside, they're not solving the problem of that you don't have this internal security in a relationship with Jesus. And many of you maybe are just struggling on the inside. It's just life, you know? You're stressed, you're overwhelmed, maybe you're grieving, maybe some, some things have not gone well recently, and you say, man, I'm just really struggling on the inside. Well, I want you to know that God knows that, he sees that, and the very reason for Jesus coming was to resolve the pain and the problems that we have on the inside. And so I want to show you that from the passage today. It is God's desire to strengthen you from the inside out. And this is what he wants to do even in your heart this morning. So Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 through 21. Say this, for this reason, this is Paul writing to them. He says, I bow my knees before the Father. So Paul's going to explain what's he praying for. From whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit, here's the phrase, in your inner being. This has been my prayer all week for you, that God would strengthen you in your inner being. 
so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we could ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. The part of this passage that I want us to understand and really focus in on this morning is this idea, this truth here, that God wants to strengthen you in your inner being. The goal is that you would get strong on the inside. That the thing that is most weak in you and in us, the thing that is failing us all around us in humanity is no matter how well we may be doing on the outside, no matter how well we may be handling our bodies and our lives and all these different things, we are collapsing on the inside. And so God wants to come in this morning and give you strength on the inner being. The first point about this is this. Inner strength requires outside support. So I just have two meditations basically for us to consider this morning. How, how do I get strong on the inside? How do I deal with all maybe the pain in my life? How do I handle the loss that I have experienced? How do I deal with the stress of my life? How do I handle being overwhelmed? How do I handle my own mistakes and regrets? How do I deal with all the things that are going on? I feel like I'm dying on the inside. And God wants to come to you and say and help you understand that, hey, inner strength requires outside support. Here's the reason for me saying this is that if you could help yourself, you would have done that already. If you had the strength and the wisdom and the capacity to help yourself, you would have done that already. If you had the ability to bring inner strength to the very deepest parts of your soul, you would have done so already. If you had what was needed within you, then there wouldn't be a problem within you. Do you understand? The answer the world wants to give to what's going on on the inside of you is for you to be the answer to you. But if you were the answer to you, then you would have been the answer already. Doesn't this make, it's just logical. If you were the answer, then you wouldn't have a problem because you're you. But you know what? You and I are the problem. That's the issue. If you could help yourself, you would have done so already. If you had enough strength, you would have supplied it to yourself already. If you could provide enough love to yourself, you would have done so already. And as the world keeps pushing and say, hey, what's inside of you is what really counts. You got to bring that out and you can help yourself in all these different ways by focusing on yourself, be you, all these different ways. The world is continually telling you that your strength comes from within you. But if that were true, then we wouldn't be so weak. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever to say you are the solution when you are the problem. And if you had enough capacity to help yourself, you would have done so already. So it's complete and utter foolishness for us to continue to buy into the fact that we just need to work on ourselves. We just need to understand ourselves. We just need to bring what's really inside of ourselves out. This all this focus on ourselves is actually decreasing ourselves. The more we focus on ourselves, the less well we get. The more self-centered we become as a society, the more self-destructive we become. 
The more focused on self, mental health goes up. Worse. The more focused we are on self, suicide goes up. Worse. The more focused we get on self, anxiety goes up. Worse. The focus on self does not resolve the problems within yourself. This is true not just in the book. This is true not just with God, but it is true in life. It is an evident reality around us that the more I focus on myself, the less I end up helping myself. And if you could have helped yourself, you would have done so already. You don't have what you need within yourself. I do not have what I need within myself. We simply cannot resolve these things ourselves. And if our solution doesn't come from somewhere else, we will simply be out of luck. Now, some of us may look somewhere else. Obviously, we do this in many ways in life. Still maybe trusting ourselves, but we look somewhere else. We look to people. We look to relationships. We look to jobs. We look to addictions. We look to all sorts of things to numb the pain and to look somewhere else. But no matter whether it seems good, like you work really hard, so you're successful, but that helps numb the pain of the fact that you're dead on the inside. Your success is a mask for the fact that your money doesn't matter and you're dead on the inside. Or whether it looks worse, like addiction. And you say, well, this is the way I numb what's going on. I can't handle what's going on on the inside, so I choose to do these things on the outside to help manage the inside. This is your entire life, right? You're choosing certain things to help manage what's going on on the inside. And if I just work enough, or if I just get married to this person, or if I just resolve this thing, or if I just get enough money, or if I just get accepted into this group, if I just, you're looking somewhere else, somewhere else, some sense of approval, some sense of worth being given back to you because you don't feel okay on the inside, you're trying to get approval from the outside. Because you don't feel loved on the inside, you're trying to receive love, you know, from the outside. And you're going anywhere you can get to try to get some form of a, but as we all can testify, every human on earth, no matter where we look, it seems like it doesn't have what we need. The problems for what is going on on the inside of my life are not resolved. Your love void is not resolved by going from relationship to relationship and having partner and partner. Your love void is not resolved by that. And you know that, which is why you keep trying new partners. Because the last one didn't work. The next one's not going to work either. You know this, why, why, no matter how successful some of you may be, and you know, man, it actually doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't make me feel better about myself. It doesn't resolve the insecurities I have on the inside. It's just a mess. It doesn't make me feel more loved. It doesn't make me feel more accepted. Like, these things might appear to be true on the outside, but it hasn't resolved what is going on the inside. Or when you think about grief and struggles on the inside with loss or disappointments or different things in your life, say, man... Oftentimes we begin to try to numb that and we look to drinks or we look to other activities and we say, how can I possibly deal with the grief I have on the inside? And you try to find other things, but it it doesn't resolve the solution. It simply numbs it for, for a little while. So we first trust ourselves, but then when we look somewhere else, it doesn't seem to work. And the reason for this is because, number one, you can't supply the strength that you need. You can't. If you could have helped yourself, you would have done so already. And secondly, the world can't supply the strength that you need. If the world could have done that, we've had thousands of years of experience. We could have done that already. If the world hasn't figured out how to supply what you need on the inside, by now, it surely isn't going to come up with it tomorrow. Right? If money and and all the power and sex, if all these things the world tempts us with hasn't made us better on the inside by now, do you think that's going to work tomorrow? 
Do you think what the world has to offer, which hasn't proved helpful over many periods of time, is going to help and work tomorrow? That's how ridiculous it is to think, okay, if I would have helped myself, I would have done so already. And if I could find what I needed from the world, then we would all be fine because we're in the world and we would have received it already. So it doesn't come from me because obviously it doesn't. If I had the strength to do it, I'd give it to myself. And it doesn't come from the world because if all those things worked, then we wouldn't have the problems that we have on the inside. It's the same story every generation. We all go through the same things, the same temptations, the same things to try to mask what's going on. And it hasn't worked for any human or society in the history of the world. And do you think all of a sudden that in 2023, the world can supply what you needed when it hasn't done it for the history of time? It can't. It cannot. So if I cannot resolve the problems within myself, if I cannot provide the strength needed to handle life, and if the world cannot do that either, no matter where I look, whether it's relationships, I don't receive love, whether it's addictions, I don't receive escape, whether, whether all these different things to say, if it hasn't worked, then we're kind of left with one more option, which I want to show you now is what the scripture says, but is blatantly obvious in life as well. Inner strength comes from outside support and the outside support you need is God. This is why Peter said, Jesus said, do you want to leave? And Peter said, well, no, where else am I going to go? You alone have the words of life. This is how you should be thinking this morning. And this is where we all get if we don't process it that way. We say, where else am I going to go? I cannot resolve it, and the world around me, no matter what I might receive, cannot resolve it. Where else am I going to go? Inner strength requires outside support. The outside support you need is God. And the reason why you need God as the outside support is because he's the only kind of outside support that can come inside and go to the deepest part of your soul. If the problem of our life is that we are weak and sinful and struggle on the deepest part of our souls, then the only answer can be that which can get to the deepest part of our souls. And I don't know if you've ever gotten done with whatever it is you used to escape or all these things, and you think, that really touched me to the deepest part of my soul. Do you ever take a drink and think, that really just touched me to the deepest part of my soul? You finish hanging out, you know, or you one relationship to another, you say, man, these people just touched me to the deepest part of my soul. You ever been done with even a really good experience, something the world can provide, some experience that you can have in life, and you get done with that and you think, that just really touched me to the deepest part of my soul. No, no. There's not a single time in your life where that has ever been provided to you by the world or by yourself. The only way to resolve what is going on in the deepest part of your soul is to be able to get to the deepest part of your soul. And the only one that can get to the deepest part of your soul is God, because he made it. Inner strength requires outside support. This is how the passage works. I want you to look at how this is going. So verse 16, he says, according to the riches of his glory... Not the riches of your glory or the riches of the world glory. Riches of his glory, which means already God has the resources needed to accomplish the task at hand. The riches of his glory, which are way better than the riches of the world. So God has the resources needed. The resources are God's. He has the capacity, the ability, the strength, all of it needed 
And then it says, look, may grant you to be strengthened with power. How? How, how, how? How is this going to happen? How am I going to be strengthened? What a great phrase. Through his spirit. So if God has the resources, he, he makes the package. The mailman now is the Holy Spirit. How is this package going to get to where it's supposed to go? Here's all of God's resources, which are great. He's got everything that is needed. He's got everything I need. Forgiveness of sins, purpose, joy, eternal life, all these different things. He's got everything that I need. The resources are God's. Well, how do God's resources get where I need them to go? It says through the Holy Spirit. So now the Holy Spirit becomes the, the mailman, so to speak, of the resources of God. And where are the resources of God intended to go? As we finish this verse 16, in your inner being. So the, the solution in life is to get God's resources in your inner being. That's the solution. That's what you've been looking for. To get the joy God has, which is untouchable, unfadable, unchangeable, and to get that and shove it into your inner being, into the bottom of your soul. To get God's forgiveness and to get his resources of mercy and grace and to have those come and meet you at all your sin and regrets in the bottom of your soul. You need God's resources, God's mercy, God's love, God's forgiveness, God's power, God's strength, God's joy, all of that, God's perfection, God's righteousness. You need those resources and you need them where? In the deepest part of your soul. And the only means by getting those resources to the deepest part of your soul, the Bible says, is if the spirit would deliver them. Which means that you keep looking to the wrong mailman. You keep asking for the right package, but you get the wrong mailman to bring it, you know? You're asking someone else or something else or some other way or some other thing in life to bring this to you. But the only way to get what you need to the deepest part of your inner being, to give you strength on the inside, to handle whatever it is that's going on in your life, is by means of the Holy Spirit. Which is why we need spirit help, not self-help. And your obsession with self-help is preventing you from getting spirit help. But as I said in the beginning, if you could help yourself, you would have done so already. You need spirit help. You need something from God, something supernatural. Well, what is the point of the Holy Spirit now? What is he supposed to do? What is all this going to get? If God's resources are delivered by the Holy Spirit to the deepest part of my soul and my inner being, look at the passage. And it says, so that... Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. So the goal of delivering God's resources by the Holy Spirit is that the God who exists on the outside may come and live on the inside. The solution to your life is that Christ would dwell in your heart through faith. This doesn't mean everything will feel great all the time from then on. Every Christian knows this. So this doesn't mean all of a sudden. But the solution to your life is that Christ would now dwell in your heart through faith. That the God who exists on the outside would now come live on the inside. And when God lives on the inside, there is not a place that cannot be filled with who he is. God is unlimited in his capacity and ability to get where he needs to go. You need God living on the inside. Inner strength requires outside support. 
So Christ comes and lives in your heart through faith. Faith in what? This is the gospel. Faith in what Jesus has done for us. Faith in Jesus dying on the cross for my sins. Where do I get forgiveness for all the shame and sin and mistakes and regrets of my life? I get it from Jesus. And it's delivered by the Holy Spirit. And so now I put my faith in Jesus' death on the cross for me. And I believe in his resurrection over the grave. And I put my trust in him. So as I put my faith in who he is, he comes and now dwells within me. And now the God who lives on the outside comes and lives on the inside, which is the reason and the solution, which is the solution for all the things that I face in life. So inner strength requires outside support. If you could help yourself, you would have done so already. And if the world could help you, they would have figured it out by now already. You need God's support. The second thing is this, strength grows where love flows. Strength grows where love flows. So look how this passage works. It moves from a focus on strength to an experience of the love of Christ. So strength grows where love flows. We're moving from strength to an experience of God's love. So we are strengthened by love and we are strengthened for love. So it is the love of Christ that strengthens us. And the reason we become strengthened is so that we can receive and enjoy more of the love of Christ. So your strength will grow where love flows. It's the same concept with anything in life flourishing, right? If water's flowing to that place, no matter where it might be, it will flourish. It will have strength. If I can get water to somewhere, that will create flourishing life all around it. Well, the same is true spiritually, is that strength grows where love flows. And here's the reality for many of us, is that we are not strong on the inside because we are not enjoying the love of God on the inside. We are not allowing or thinking or meditating on or remembering or reading the scriptures to get to remember the love of Christ that it may flow again to us that where the love of Christ flows, the strength of your life will grow. But there are so many things getting in the way of the love of Christ flowing to your heart. So we are strengthened by and strengthened for love. So here's something for you to consider is that inner strength does not come from self-love, but God's love. Inner strength does not come from self-love, but God's love. I think we write that. I mean, get it on the screen. should be up there at some point. Inner strength does not come from self-love, but God's love. As we said in the beginning, if you could help yourself, you would have done so already. But the way that you're going to be strengthened does not come from the constant thing the world around you is saying. Just love yourself. This doesn't work. If it worked, once again, it would have worked. It doesn't work. Inner strength doesn't come from self-love, but it comes from God's love. So when God's love begins to dwell in our hearts, look what happens. So Christ dwells in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love. So now, once God's resources are delivered by the Holy Spirit to the depths of our souls, so that Christ now, who lives on the outside, may dwell on the inside, when that's a reality then, roots begin to grow in our life. We become rooted and grounded in love, which means we become stable. And for some of you, the sign of your, in, the symptom of your instability is a sign that you are without Christ. Because when Christ comes, Obviously, once again, it doesn't mean things don't still hectic. You don't have experiences like that, but he stabilizes you. Why? Because without Christ, you are rootless. 
Without Christ, you have no foundation. You have no roots. You have no secure attachments. You don't have the thing that you need to root you deeply within the soil where you're supposed to be. So when circumstances knock you over or when somebody doesn't love you anymore or whatever it might be, your whole life, what, is pulled up out of the ground and tossed to the side because you never had roots going deep within the ground. Because when you don't have Christ dwelling in you, then you don't have the root system attached to that to help you be rooted and grounded. And so now your life becomes circumstantially driven and you're weak on the inside because circumstances are bad on the outside. And you feel better on the inside sometimes when circumstances are better on the outside and you're missing out on being rooted and grounded in God's love. Some of us maybe have that truth about us, but we're not engaging that. We're finding stability or thinking that we're going to find stability in other places and other things. But rooted and grounded, a stable and secure life comes from being rooted and grounded in the love of God. Here's the reality for, for all of us is that every single one of your insecurities are a lack of faith in the love of God. Every one of them, without question. And we all have them. I have them too. They don't magically go away. But every single one of our insecurities about ourselves, about our life, is a lack of belief and faith in the love of God. That his love really does meet me there that his love really loves me in, even, in spite of those things. That even he made me and some of the things I don't like about myself are intentionally made and woven by God for a good purpose. And if I understood his love and that I am fearfully, wonderfully made, then I would be able to be rooted in that and I would become secure. All right? You want to become a secure person who doesn't need from everybody else who's not knocked over with every word said about you, who's not worrying about what people are thinking when you walk into the room, who's not grabbing for love from all the wrong places and you're doing it just because you want somebody to help you feel secure about yourself. A person who can walk into the room and not need all of the approval of, how do we become those kind of people who are always ready to give away compliments and encouragement because we're not walking in looking for it to come back to myself. The kind of person that's ready and able to serve and to give love because we're not needy. How do we become that kind of person? The only way to become that kind of secure person is to constantly grow in the love of God. Your security is directly connected to your experience of God's love. And the more loved by God you experience, right? The lo remember, the love from God doesn't change. His love is steadfast. He doesn't love you more or less. God's not going to give you more love tomorrow than you have today. So the point isn't that I would ask God for more of it. The point is that I would begin to pursue an experience and an understanding of the love of God for me. That through the scriptures, through prayer, through positioning myself in all the ways God has asked, I would begin to be rooted and grounded in God's love. And so you need to attack your insecurities with the love of God. You need to build a secure, stable life by being rooted and grounded in his love. And for some of you, the reason why things keep getting tossed to and fro and you keep, your life keeps getting pulled out of the soil is specifically because it's not rooted in Christ. You've rooted your life in relationships around you. You've rooted your life in circumstances. You've rooted your life in all these other things, but you haven't rooted your life in God's love. And so now your life is shaky. And that's a symptom of the fact that you are without Christ 
But the beauty is that obviously Jesus wants to come in and root your life in his love through faith in him. If you would put your faith in him today. So look what happens here. You're rooted and grounded in love. Once I'm rooted and grounded in love, it says now I may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, length, height, and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. So as I am rooted and grounded in love, then I become stable. And as I stabilize, my capacity expands and it makes more room for understanding and experiencing more of God's love. It's like the root system of God's love in my life. It's not just a couple, but it begins to grow and expand. I become really rooted, super rooted. More roots keep going and keep growing and they keep lengthening and it creates something stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. This is why the scripture says in Corinthians 4, though we may be wasting away on the outside, inwardly we are being renewed day by day. The idea being that though I may be wasting away in all the world's terms, I am becoming stronger on the inside because of what Christ has done. He is increasing my capacity to know and receive the love of Christ, which means now progressively every day that there's constant ways to keep pushing in and getting more and experiencing, not getting more, experiencing more of God's love for you because there's more length, there's more breadth, right? There's no more height, there's more depth than you currently are experiencing now. And when you become stable in God's love, you begin to get capacity to really receive and know God's love more. And then your life becomes an ever-increasing enjoyment of an ever-increasing experience of God's love for you. And as I experience God's love, I become rooted, I become secure, I become able to serve. Everything about my life begins to change. I handle grief differently because I have the love of God within me. I become strong on the inside. God does not work outside in like us, but he wants to work inside out. This is my prayer, that we would be rooted, strengthened in the love of Christ. So this greater understanding of God's love leads to a greater experience of God's love. What we know in the head moves to the heart. And this is the miracle that God wants to do in you and me. So here's something I want you to contemplate and write down. And as we begin to close this time, I want to give us a, some time now to respond to God's love. This is something you ought to meditate on. It's this, a fuller experience of love is not when I love myself more but when I understand more deeply how much Jesus loves me. I'm telling you, this is it for you. Okay, whether you're here and you're like not a Christian yet and you're considering these things or somebody invited you and you say, man, I don't, I don't even know my life's a mess. I don't even know about, you know, this is true. Right? You will never grow in love by loving yourself more. It's not how it works. And you know it because you've tried it. A fuller experience of love is not when I love myself more, but when I understand more deeply how much Jesus loves me. And some of the reason for so many of your struggles is that you keep thinking so much about yourself and how to love yourself and help yourself and you have neglected or given little thought to the deep and wonderful love of Jesus for you. A fuller experience of love is not when I love myself, 
Or might I add, not even when others love me, which is wonderful. We should love one another, obviously. And you should love yourself in one sense. You are made by God. It's important. Like, you, don't, you, shouldn't, you don't need to hate yourself. But the idea of being here is that when I love myself, when I, I understand love, not when I love myself more, but when I understand how deeply Jesus loves me. This whole passage and this experience of being strong on the inside, as we know and as we're going to celebrate this Easter, is bought by the blood of Jesus. How do I know God loves me? Well, I don't look around me, not only. Obviously, there's evidences for that, but I look behind me. Romans 5, 8 says, For God demonstrated his love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So I remember, and I become secure in my love and God's love for me today and this morning when I remember the fact that he went to the cross and shed his blood precisely as the greatest act of love he could ever show. And then he asked all of us now to abide in that, to enjoy that, and to have, as this says, an ever-increasing experience of the knowledge of God's love all the way from my head to the deepest part of my heart. That's my prayer for you this morning. And so I'm going to ask the band to go ahead and come up now. And I want us to take these next 10, 15 minutes And I want to give you an opportunity now just to enjoy, to respond, to pray, to think deeply about how much Jesus does love you, that you would, by the miracle work of the Holy Spirit, have the resources of God delivered to the deepest part of your heart this morning, even now. For some of you, that may be like the very first time you say, man, I need to receive the love of Christ in the gospel and put my faith in Jesus. That is my answer. You know, I am done trying it myself. If that's you, we'd love to pray for you. Grab a family member, a friend, if somebody brought you. Uh, I'll be down front. I'd love to pray with you. I don't know if Sarah's in here. Yeah, Sarah, can you come stand up here? So we're going to take these next 10 to 15 minutes. We'll take communion in a little bit. Uh, We're just going to respond to God's love, right? And uh, I want us to make sure that we're not going through routine, but we're going through response. And if you need prayer and you, wanna, you want prayer for a greater experience of God's love or to handle the emptiness of your life, you're like the sports authority store, you know, like busy but empty. You need prayer to be strengthened on the inside, come pray. Uh, if you need to get on your knees and worship, do that. If you want to stand and sing, do that. Uh, if you need to come put your faith in Jesus Christ, do that. But um, I intentionally preached a little shorter, right? So you have time to respond. And I think this is really important. It's so important that I'm going to talk less, all right? so that you have more time to respond to the Lord. Uh, And so we're going to take these next few minutes to do that. So let me pray, and then I invite you to come down front and get prayer if that's what you need and respond to the Lord. So Heavenly Father, now I just pray, Lord, uh, there's something I cannot do, something none of us can do, but something you can and want to do is deliver your love deep to our hearts right now. So I just pray first for all of those who don't know you, Lord, and they're here or watching online, that they would really believe this morning that you love them so much and that by faith they would receive the work of Jesus and the forgiveness of sins that you would work in their hearts. I pray for my brothers and sisters who may be grieving, Lord, or struggling with circumstances or loss. I just pray, Lord, that they would know they are so deeply loved by God. I pray, Lord, they would not let their circumstances define your love, but they would let your love define their circumstances. Lord, would you work? God, I pray for all of us, Lord, we're stressed, overwhelmed, busy, anxious. Lord, we're dying on the inside, and I just pray today that you would give supernatural strength by your Holy Spirit 
in our inner being. And that you would do that right now, Lord. So we love you. We worship you. We respond to you now. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Why don't you stand? Let's respond to the Lord.